Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest from the UK today is Sarah Jane. Um, I have a sister called Jane, and so kind of, you know, this is just meant to be, isn't it? She is a vocal Reiki person and has wonderful things of mythical beings. So we're going to be talking about what vocal Reiki is, how that energy toning, not singing, can literally go into the body and kind of massage it from the way in. You know, Reiki is not really hands-on. It's kind of energy all over the body. But she does that with her beautiful tone, which we're going to be hearing some today. And it goes into the body and kind of resets us and addresses areas that are out of balance. Uh, we're going to be learning a lot about our own story her healing journey, how she uses her own experiences to reconnect with the inner child, to healing the inner child, and trauma and pain. Um, you know, it affects everybody from a very early age, and children don't know how to deal with it. And so we need to address that so it doesn't manifest something in, into something unreasonable later on in life. But she also has an interview with the dragons, and uh, she became a channeler for the mythical friends, including dragons. And she has these monthly messages called mythical beings as well as the dragons that guards over the earth's crystals i can't wait to hear about that this is just definitely going to be a show where we are going to take wings and um, it is sit back listen learn go with the flow go with the energy you are going to be uplifted uh, by it during by the end of this show you're going to be looking at a different world to what you are seeing now and boy do we need to look at a different world hello sarah <laughs> <laughs> hello sarah it's lovely to connect with you and thank you for inviting me to join you <laughs> oh well you know delight you know i mean it was originally oh sarah Jill, i've got to have a talk with her and then we had this talk that went on and on and on and on and it's like, save some for the show. <laughs> I think you and I could talk 24 hours and still find something new to talk about. Absolutely. Oh, it w yeah, it wouldn't be difficult at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Vocal Reiki, and uh, you know, people are just kind of beginning to open up what Reiki is. It's been around for a long time, and it's kind of like an energy massage. Very rarely do they touch the body or they touch certain points, and that's it. Otherwise, it's an energy that goes into the body. And with your tonage, that's what you're doing the same, isn't it? You're kind of um, massaging the insides, uh, the psyche, the spirit, the, the imbalance of the body um, with your tones, which folks, when you listen to it, it's going to sound, no, no, she's playing an instrument. She's definitely got an instrument there and because it's quite mind blowing. You know, I know it's coming out of your mouth, but it's like, you got a trumpet in there or something. <laughs> and you know how it just kind of brings about balance in our body. And this is the one of the things that people don't realize we get out of balance so easily, especially with everything that's going on in the world. And that inner balance is absolutely key to our well-beingness, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And the, 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 this, the very simplest way I describe it is our aches, pains, illnesses, ailments, stresses, strains, are our vibration out of sync. 
the right energy, the right vibration, the right sound, because sound is a vibration, we are a vibration, Mm -hmm. can literally pull your vibration back into sync. One person beautifully described it as far as I was concerned. Um, I'd work on a much deeper level, but there was a little bit of time in the session left. And so I said, oh, is there anything else? She said, well, yeah, the muscle in my arm. And so I just toned to it. And she said, oh, my muscle felt it was being given permission to relax. Mm -hmm. So it did. And I thought that was a beautiful way of putting it. Well, that's what we can do, especially when we're in stress. You know, the body clenches up, you know, and I know that I'm most certainly subject to that, you know, apart from the fact I have fibro, which loves to do that anyway. And you've, next thing you know, your body is cardboard and every single thing aches. And it's just like the body is screaming, will you let me relax? <laughs> and you've got to a point where you don't know how to. Well, you think about it, if you're actually hurting, <laughs> I, I, occasionally I'm silly enough to ask a friend and say, please, can you massage my shoulders for me? And I wish I hadn't. Yes. If they get really, really tense because they dig in yes, and cause so much pain. Yes. And I think, and it's, will you relax? How can I? You're hurting me. Yeah. And I suppose that's what's going on in our bodies. Mm. It's body would like to relax. But how can it when it's feeling that it's, it's that vicious circle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like the part of my, my, my healing journey was the wake up call and the spasm I kept getting. I had a broken jaw and six months of pain and sleepless nights. When you've got it for that long, it goes into spasm, which causes the pain, which causes the spasm, which causes the pain. And, <laughs> and until somebody can break or something can break that cycle and give it the permission to okay just because it's gone into spasm doesn't mean it has to go into pain well now the pain's finished it doesn't have to go back into spasm Mm. it's finding that something that breaks the cycle and that is what the vibration of sound can do And it's not about what you hear, it is about what you feel. Mm. And that's really important. I had a a beautiful experience that the universe gave me Um, several years ago. I was doing some online little sort of sound bath sessions with folks and they were coming from all over the world. It wasn't just locally here to me in England. And I knocked on this one evening and my microphone packed up. Mm -hmm. I love it. And it was just like, I was able to type messages in and said, look, you're here, I'm here. I know you can't hear me. Would you like to still go on on with this? And I think I was doing balance of the chakras or something with the tones. And they all said, yes, please. And so, and I think it was a visual as well as an audio, so they could see that I was there. Let me just go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I did. I just did it. But I, I was aware that it was about the, the feeling, not the sound. And at the end of it, they all said they'd felt it. Yes. Well, it's like any form of energy healing. Everybody thinks that you've got to touch. Yeah. But no, it's, like, it's tapping into someone's frequency. 
and then energizing that frequency and it will reach them. And, you know, and as, as for music, um, I, um, I realized after somebody had done a galactic speak on me, where you don't have any idea of what she's saying, she doesn't have any idea of what she's saying, but the words are speaking to you internally to reset you. And I realized that when I get down or I'm in a lot of pain, I'll get the headphones and music. And it's, it's not the words I'm listening to or even kind of the, the cute little tune. I seem to go for something that really penetrates and I'm out of it, the consciousness of it. But it always helps me quite considerably to find that equilibrium and calm me down. And I realized that the frequency that she's talking on with the galactic speak is the frequency of the music that I'm looking for, you know, just to go in there and reset me. Because basically what happens is everything is out of balance. Everything is clenched. And, you know, you just open up your hands, open up your hands. I can't, I can't. And you need something to kind of, oh, one finger, two finger, three fingers and open up. And so it doesn't matter where you are. If that intent, this is why so many people can do the long distance healing. If you've got that person's signature, you can still send them that vibration. And this is as, as human beings, we're still in that tactile thing, aren't we? Where we think, no, no, I, I have to see it and touch it to believe it. And if we can get out of that thinking right now and understand that there's so much more that is beyond that, that if we allowed that, then we would actually allow more healing to come to us. Oh, absolutely. But I think with the, the distance healing, the joy with the sound is you can still at least hear something. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> true. When it comes to Reiki and just send, just sending it. <laughs> just press send. Sorry. <laughs> I've been, yeah, because I've been doing it for so many years and, you know, sort of opening the channel and just yeah. offering it. But it's, it's offering it, actually. I wouldn't even yeah. use the word send. Right. Because, you know, one thing that I was taught, it was a matter of you do offer the energy. And if you certainly if you're doing distance, but I actually tend to start the same way, even if I've got the individual there. And, you know, and I ask for support from the guides and guardians, you know, as well. And it's and, and mine and the individuals. Yes. That I'm working with. Um, the support with the opening of the channel that they may draw the energy that they require to where in their life, their body, they require it most. And my intention is for them, not for any outcome that I'm going to be very pleased to hear, but it's not about me. No. It is about what's right for them. Um, and it might even not be, it, it's probably going to be something totally different to what's going on in their head. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but, but that, that's the point, isn't it? Is our head is what gets us into trouble because of these yes. thoughts that go around and around and around. And because you don't let the intellect of the soul and the heart and the spirit in the equation, all you're getting is one message. You're not yeah. got all four cylinders going. And the body will react because the, the mind manages to stir things up to such a hysteria that now the body's in, in panic because the mind is in panic. Yeah. So sometimes bypassing the head altogether, you know, permission to go in <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then just get to the body and the psyche and the spirit and the soul and feed that, then the mind will calm down. Yeah. I, I'm a great believer the mind, the mind, the ego. For me, 
its very first role was our protector. Yeah, yeah. And I find that we have to accept the fact that its role was to help us to learn to stay safe. Yes, yes. And, but nobody has gone in and said to the mind and the ego, thank you, thank you so much. I'm an adult now and I have learned. You have taught me really, really well. I would like to now promote you to a new role. <laughs> a new role. I would like you to be the personal assistant to my heart. Oh, I like that. To help make my heart choices happen. Still keeping me safe, mm. but helping me to live my life. And by bringing in the gratitude that it has actually fulfilled its first role, and now for something much more fulfilling and happier. I love that. Work with the heart, please. Work with the heart. Um, and that's the beauty of it. You know, until we ignite our hearts until we step into our heart we don't get what the message is from the soul we don't know how to put our spirit into action and our mind has no idea what it's doing because it's data it's a whole load of knowledge and this knowledge means absolutely nothing until we have the wisdom to know how to use it so having you know come and work with my heart protect my heart guide my heart ignite my heart yeah. is exactly what we want the mind to do but as you said, it's, it's about that reprogramming. It's the saying, okay, well job, you know, good job, well done. Now it's time to, as you say, upgrade. And I think so many people's problem is, is they don't connect to heart. Yeah. But are we taught no. to connect to our hearts? No. No, seriously. When, you know, I certainly was brought up where the one person you didn't think about was you. <laughs> who do you think you are exactly. you conceited little person exactly yeah, yeah. conceit selfish you, yes. every single word you can come up with right no you do not think about yourself you know as a woman from the era i was born i've married i've never had kids but it's like the whole idea is you get married you have a family and your husband comes first with the children you know and you come way at the bottom of the list in fact are you even on the list <laughs> I know I fell off the list, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I, I didn't have kids and I definitely fell off the list. <laughs> so easy to do because we're taught to, to do for others. You know, we, now we're asking people to share with others, share our abundance. And if you're not abundant, what have you got to share? But then we're just taught, it, it's, I hate the word servitude or servant. Because it's, we were servants to people, which means that we were doing it against our will. But I am of service to people from free will. So I have an issue with that word because I don't want to be anybody's servant. What I give is I give wholeheartedly. Yeah, I, I am here to support people to help themselves. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I'm not even sure I particularly like that word healer. Mm. Although there are an awful lot of people that would say to me, that's exactly what I am. Well, the only person you can heal is yourself. However, what I do... So you're a heal guider. Well, you, you, a tool, an instrument. Yes. Yes. 
what I bring and the tones are channeled. I, they're not me. And so, yes, I've been likened to a Tibetan singing bowl. I've had people saying, I was looking for the, the tape recorder. I thought you were reviewing tapes. I had to open my eyes because I couldn't believe that was coming out of your Exactly. Voice. Exactly. It's like yeah. this little person and out comes this, you know, orchestra. <laughs> you know, it's, now, now you're going to make people think I'm going to be an, like an orchestra. <laughs> but but, but it, it is what it is. But I open my mouth. I trust what is being channeled through me. And that it is what is right for that individual right. at the level that is right for them. Now, I, when I very, very first started with the, the toning, it was very much at a physical level. So musculoskeletal. And yes, I slowly was able to get slightly deeper into the sort of the organs, etc. And yes, working chakras, aura. But it was definitely the physical. So aches and pains, headaches, migraines, mm -hmm. that type of thing was right at the beginning. But even right at the beginning on one particular occasion, I felt bones move under my hands. Mm. That's when I was still working with the, the gentlest of touch, hands on. I don't work hands on anymore. So these type of things, if it happens, I've got to be told because I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but slowly as I've worked through it and part of my own healing journey, what I've realized is that I can get to a much, much deeper level, a cellular memory level. Mm. Going back to the inner child, the trauma, the hurt and the pain. And know there are times for people when allowing those memories to come up isn't that comfortable. I know from what I have witnessed, as well as my own experience, you know, because I've helped myself with this. That's how I know it works. Mm -hmm. I've done it for me. I'm, I don't share with, any, with anybody anything that I don't, haven't done, tried, worked with myself. Right. Um, and I think that's really important. But I have watched people come in and... Yes, you know, you, you can see they're not totally relaxed. There's, there's just something about them, the energy. They sit up after the session and you can see the shoulders are relaxed. Mm -hmm. There's a glow about them. Yeah. There is a completely different energy. And they actually realize that, okay, yes, there's had to be a, a slight visitation of something in their past. But now, and what I found is, as the child feels loved mm -hmm. and has that comfort, that protection, that hug and that cuddle they didn't get yes. when they needed it most, when they've received that and they're feeling that security, that energy then seeps up from the inner child to the confidence of the adults today. I think quite honestly, for the years and years I've been doing this and my own counseling practice, the biggest problem is the inner child. Yeah. Um, whether it was, you know, not necessarily physical or emotional abuse, but just the neglect, you know, the neglect of children should be seen and not heard, you know, not being taken into the arms when you need it. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, lots of things where you just 
want to have a voice and but you're a child you've got nothing to say and you, we don't realize how much damage we do to a child in in killing the spirit killing the imagination in making them conform you know we are losing out on their very gift that they bought here for us so releasing that in a child in an adult is suddenly permission finally to be the gift they are oh absolutely because our inner child we are born for me we are born perfect absolutely perfect with all the gifts yes. that we are here to bring and is what happens from this experience here on earth that dampens that helps us to disconnect from aspects of ourself especially with someone like myself who felt so insecure because of the trauma in childhood who felt so insecure i became a people pleaser Oh God! I spent all my time worrying about yes. what other people thought, and right, how can I keep this person happy? How can I keep uh, that? It's exhausting, guess. isn't it? Well, I, and that was that was the biggest gift of the broken jaw. Mm. I was working full time, running a home, studying accounting, and I was being, trying to be a people pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> Where did you fit on it? Off the chart. Nowhere to oh, be seen in your own existence. Oh, 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 yeah. Nowhere. 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 Exactly. It, it was, but then six months of pain and sleepless nights, sleepless nights. Forget the pain. Yes. Exhaustion. Uh-huh. And where is the energy to do anything? Anything. There isn't. Work and sort of home, but if the studying had to go, and as for the people pleasing, that went. It was the biggest gift that could have been given to me. Right. Well, that was the cosmic two by four. You know, sometimes we get the message, sometimes the tap on the shoulder, but very often the universe goes, okay, she's not listening. Whack. Whack. All right. <laughs> Are you listening now? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so, and so I, was, I remember somebody saying to me, you never know when you're being lucky. Mm. And some of the biggest disasters in our lives yes. can actually be the biggest blessing. What's going on in the world right now? Right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a, a disruption, a crisis that's happening worldwide. Have we ever had a worldwide pandemic or crisis at the same time? in the world at the same time every country nothing is escaping it nothing no one anywhere some are doing better than others but no one has escaped it this is as i say the universe is here to shake us up to wake us up for us to step up and change it up we are being shaken up we're being woken up and we realize we do have to step up and changes are needed and this is the reason why it's here and it's not here to punish you it's not here to um persecute you it's here to redirect you and to give you permission to step up which means with heart with soul with spirit and with solution which is your beautiful gift yes absolutely everybody's beautiful gift because mm -hmm. we've all got one haven't we oh we have whether that gift 
is I had a conversation with one of my nieces relatively recently, and she was actually told she couldn't have children. Mm-hmm. And that if she ever had, got pregnant, she would never be able to go full term. She has two little boys. But of course, because she'd been told that, she had got a, a life planned out for herself, but a life supporting others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sort of living naturally, you know, she's definitely into that sort of thing. She's gone and lived in communes in different parts of the world, etc. And that's that was the life with her husband that she they had planned out for themselves. They've now got two little boys, uh, four and two, or oh, no, maybe five and three. I don't know. I, I lose touch with Somewhere all my niece, <laughs> great nieces and nephews because I've got a lot of them. <laughs> um, but then she was saying, you know, sort of, that this isn't how I felt my life was going to be. And I said, well, maybe your life is about bringing your boys up to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Just maybe. And once the boys have left home, then you two can go off and do the things that you planned to do. Or maybe the children are the lesson you need to learn to go where you need to go when you need to go it. There are are so many things, but of course, she's still young enough to be worried about all of it (laughs) rather than being just open to the flow. You know, she's stuck in a job she doesn't really want to do. How many of us haven't been there? Yeah. You know, and how many people are still there? Yeah. It, it is, it's so about, but what's so lovely is that she rings me, her aunt, because she knows I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that her mother doesn't, but yeah, her mother- You're in tune with each other. Yeah, we're, we're, she's done her to level one Reiki. She, she'd love to do her level two. You know, so she's definitely on that path. Yeah, in sync. Mm-hmm. And so myself and my youngest sister, my middle sister is absolutely coming more around to it. When fairly recently, because I refer to it as our soul language, a lot other people refer to it as light language, mm-hmm. but I really feel it's the language yes. of our soul. And when I, and I realized I could, I can speak this, no idea what I'm saying, but I realized I can speak it. And I mentioned it when we were on a family call, the four of us, my two sisters, mum and myself. And my youngest sister knew about it. And my mum and middle sister were very open. My mum's reaction was, well, okay, we'll speak some then. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like, I went rabbiting off. And she said, oh, that really did sound like a language. And she said, and you are so fluent in it. <laughs> it's like, <"No." laughs> And my middle sister in the meantime has come back to me um, and she said, oh, can I have a bit more of that, please? <laughs> and, that's, and that's wonderful. So it, is, whole, it is wonderful when the family can open. accept that and open to it. You know, my, my sister is proud of me, but she doesn't know what she's proud of. She's never listened to a show, even short segments of me being interviewed. She didn't get it until one went down to two and a half minutes. So now she kind of got something, uh, basically kind of called me a do-gooder communist. (laughs) She just doesn't get it. And she never will, bless her heart. She's on a totally different plane. My brother is always trying to tell me to do it in a different way because he doesn't quite get what I, I am doing yet. 
he does it in his writing he's an author and his spirit his mythical and mystical and and intuitiveness comes out in his writing he, he just doesn't bring it into his real world because you know scared of what the reaction will be i have gone through that like which i'm sure you have you know trying to hide yourself from what you uh, you know what you are and it's like it doesn't work you come out wherever you are and you know what whatever it is you are there to do or to say will come out you have no control over this is <laughs> why you're meeting that person that time you're meeting and somewhere or another what needs to be said will come out and you cannot deny what you have been given the instrument you have been given you've just got to honor that gift and learn to play it well oh absolutely um a friend of mine well we had some uh, had stands on the various events and etc and i was obviously speaking to somebody and he was obviously uh, you know listening and he looked at me afterwards and said you can't talk to people like that I said, <laughs> yes i can <laughs> And yes, I do. <laughs> I, I do. And I, and I really feel that if we open up yeah. and we come at with honesty, yes, honesty from our perspective, yes, yes it is from our perspective, but it's an honesty. Um, and that individual in a month, a week, a year, 10 years says, that funny woman, that, <laughs> bear, that bear said that to me. So whether you're the first, the second, or the third, right. say if you hear something three yes. times, listen to it. And then, and there was an occasion, I'd obviously spoken to this lady at this event, and she rang me up afterwards, which is very rare, <laughs> I must admit. And she said to me, I was so cross with you. And I thought, <laughs> oh dear, what's coming? She said, then I thought about it. You're the only one who's been honest with me. Ah, they don't always like the truth, but when it sits there, they see it for the way it is. Yeah. And, yeah. and she said, and she came and had, she had a couple of sessions with me. I have no idea what happened from there, but it was totally right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you have no idea what you are touching with life in somebody's life. And if they go away angry, but it opens them, yes. is that wrong? No. No, I and mean, the thing is, it's not, it, it's not always for you to even know what happens to them. You know, I, I know that for a while there, I got a bit frustrated because, um, you know, they had evolved and moved on and you never hear from them again. And you would love to have a little update, you know, because <laughs> it's kind of feedback on what you've done, right? And yeah. then you'll hear from somebody, they're doing this and they're doing that. Well, that's good. They're on track. But... It, it almost it's rather like raising children you're raising them to let them go yes. and when you're working with someone you you're working on them for them to find their own individual path own freedom yeah. own skills uh, and tools um because that's all we're here for right is to ignite that within themselves and it's holding the intention for their higher good as i've said and staying detached from yeah the yes because you really don't I mean, you can show them the path. Um, you can give them the tools. Uh, you can show them why they need to walk the path. But ultimately, the walking of the path falls on them. And, and you, it has to be their path. It's their path, their choice. All you're yeah. doing is shoving information in their backpack. But if they're not willing to walk it, there's nothing you can do. You can't push, you can't pull, you can't demand. 
they have to feel confident enough. And that's their life's journey, isn't it? Finding their confidence, finding their courage, finding their strength, that willingness to go through the process and say, I'm willing to take this journey. And yeah. if you, you know, you, you can't bring that will, you can inspire it. Yeah. Right. You can give them enough tools that they feel inspired enough and, and courageous enough to take it, but you cannot force anyone. All you are there to do is just to set them free. But what they do with it after that is completely their free will. And I think it, for me, I don't give advice mm-hmm. because I know what I'm like if somebody gives me advice. <laughs> I'm not very good at all. And I accept that about me. Make a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make a suggestion to me, which me, gives me that feeling I have a choice. Yes. Yes. When we feel we are being given a choice and we have that freedom to make that choice, we're more likely to take a move forward, whatever that move may be. But if you're like me and you're given advice, it's back up, no way. <laughs> oh, that's that's <laughs> my, my ancient seven-year-old landlady. I mean, she's more physical than I am. She has more energy than I am. And literally, if you try to push her, she'll push back. And the moment you tell her she can't do something, she'll go out and do it. You know, don't you tell me what to do. And, and it's pure defiance, pure defiance. And she is, yeah, I'll karate chop you, she says. <laughs> She's a black belt and she can still toss people at her age, you know. <laughs> so, so what it is, is uh, with, with people is, plant the seeds, water them, and inspire them. Because that inspiration is the invitation. It's the invitation for them to see that within themselves and go, oh, maybe this is possible. I should give it a try. Yeah. And, and that is where working and sharing from our own journey. Yeah. This is what I have found works for me. Mm-hmm. You can try it. Yes, exactly. It's a suggestion. Yes. Whereas, here, take my advice, I'm not using it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used it, that's why I'm this aggressive. <laughs> but haven't we always been that good? You know, it, we've yeah. always done that. Somebody has a problem. Well, I wouldn't use this myself, but why don't you try it? Yeah. Here, take my advice, I'm not using it. But why, why are we inspired by people? We're inspired because the fact they did take the journey. Yeah, and, you know, exactly. they're saying, I, I, you know, I was here. Like you said, you came from trauma. You've had a broken jaw. You've had uh, no permission to be the child. You know, permission to be the spirit that you are. And all that journey that you've taken is to come out of that and step into your beautiful gift. And yeah. to understand you are the light that you seek and that others seek. And you had to take the journey. Be willing to take the journey to become. So in that itself, you're an inspiration because people go, well, she came from that. How did she get over the trauma? How did she get her voice as a child to come through? How did she give herself permission to be the gift she is? How can she step into it now without the fear of persecution from others? And when they're inspired by that story, then it's like, well, you know what? If she can, maybe I can. And it's time for me to take a step forward into my own journey. But maybe using some of the skills and the tools that you've used, they can apply to themselves as well. Absolutely. And listen to others. Yes. Anything that grabs you. Yes. 
And what I'd like to do is share the beginning of my life. Yes, because please. I feel that really gives a sense of what I'm talking about in respect to trauma. Mm -hmm. I was just under a year old. I was sat on the kitchen floor and there was a table in the kitchen and my mother never put a tablecloth on the table for this very reason. Right. And she just made herself a boiling milk coffee and she put it on the table. Oh, what's that? And that coffee went all over my face, my neck, and the jumper I was wearing stuck to my skin. Mm. She ran me under the cold tap. Mum had been training to be a nurse when she became pregnant with me. So gratefully, she had some skills. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she, was, she, was, she was meant to have. Um, and the doctor was right over the road. We are talking 61 years ago. I'm 62. So we're mm -hmm. talking 61 years ago. She ran over the road to the doctors. The doctors called the ambulance. I was taken into hospital where they had to eventually pin my hands back. They literally called it crucifying mm. because I wouldn't leave the wounds alone no. where the jumper had stuck to my yeah. skin. The, real, the, the rules of the hospital were parents could visit every other day for an hour. The reality, because mum was actually, um, no, she wasn't pregnant at that stage with Gillian. Yes, she was. She was pregnant with my sister Gillian. Um, she didn't drive and dad had the car anyway. Right. <laughs> All those years ago, very, well, having a one car was something. Yes, exactly. Not <laughs> You'd two. have to have an awful lot of money yeah. for there to be two. Yes. Um, yeah. So visiting me, and I was quite a long way away in hospital too. I wasn't um, that close because um, I had to go into a burns unit. And so the reality was I saw my parents once a week for an hour. Oh, not enough. For three months. Yeah. And every time I must have gone into that anticipation and yeah. excitement, I'm going home. And every time I got left behind. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, I, a child doesn't rationalize anything. It's pure abandonment to you. Oh, absolutely. Yes. When I eventually came out of hospital, my parents had moved, so I came home to unfamiliar surroundings. My sister Gillian was born in the August and died nine weeks later, mm. all by the time I was 18 months old. Mm -hmm. And people will say, well, what do you remember? You know, you're just a child. They don't remember. You don't cognitively remember, but your heart and soul remembers. Deep cellular memory. Exactly. Level. Exactly. The absolute, so I'd had the trauma of the scolding, the abandonment, the feeling unwanted, unloved, yeah. not good enough. Was I affected by PTSD? Who knows what that little baby went through? Right. And because you didn't have a voice. Yeah. No. What? And it was. Throat. Oh, she won't remember it because she's only little. Yeah. Absolutely. I keep hearing, children are resilient. Mm -hmm. No, they're not. They have no, for me, this is my perception of how we deal with it. And we, and we still do aspects of this. Even today, we have no idea how to deal 
with the emotions and the feelings to do with something. It doesn't matter what it is. You could have just got a really good ticking off. You could have had a physical abuse, emotional abuse, an accident, an incident. There could, it could be one word that traumatizes a child. You don't know how to deal with it. So you have to compartmentalize it. You have to put it somewhere out of the way because you have no, you detach an aspect of yourself. Yes. And how many times in our lives do you do that? I can't deal with that right now. And, we, and this is what I'm saying. We, can, we still can do it today. I can't deal with that right now. I've just got to let that go and I will come back to it. How many times do we come back to it? Well, we know, everything is about avoidance. I can't exactly. deal with it. I can't exactly. deal with it. I'll yeah, come back to it when I can, but <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I remember on one occasion working with somebody and just, I don't see things, I don't hear things. It's just an awareness with me. And the solar plexus. And, and I saw that solar plexus, the lid was off and it was a well. And it was where everything that hadn't been dealt with mm. had been thrown. And it was full of horrible, yucky, gunky. Ugh. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Ourselves by not dealing with things. I think there's another huge point here that, you know, I was a very sickly child. So put to bed um, from... Uh, the age of two, I got the Asian flu and it brought on eczema and asthma. And I'd be in hospital with, uh, they used to say, look like red hot pennies had been dropped on my body, welts. And uh, I remember distinctly being in the bath when I was two and a half or something and they're trying to wash me and, and it's just felt like, water felt like acid on it. It was so painful. And I was an asthmatic and be in the hospital with that. So consequently, in the moment I got a cold or a cough, I was put to bed. And put to bed, I would get breakfast, I would get lunch, I would get dinner. The rest of the time, I'm on my own. No radio, no TV, no cell phone, no tablet. Um, I'm there on my own. So, of course, I went off dimensional traveling and played with dead people and, you know, left this planet, um, which kind of opened up my gift for me. But there was always that sense of abandonment. And I know my mother loved me, and she did what was best for me she thought because she hadn't been brought up with any love and care she actually got punished for looking for a hug and so it wasn't there you know for her um so it, it i can un i can rationalize it i can understand it but then that little pain of that child neglect feeling neglected is still there at times and yeah. you know that's the thing is that you know don't talk about this don't talk about the noggin. We're talking about the cellular soul here on the memories. And unless those memories are dealt with and, mm -hmm. and nurtured and loved, they will always haunt us. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, it, and it's so much about, about that. And so our aches, pains, illnesses, and ailments, yeah. stresses and strains are our body letting us know that there is something that is ready to be dealt with and let go. Yeah. Yes. And there are times when people come to me and it's, yes, they absolutely want to try the vocal Reiki, but it's actually, can we start at a physical level, please? I'm not sure about the emotional <laughs> level. And the physical level turns into an emotion. Yes. Because the body is just, it won't tell you what it is. It'll just tell you that there is 
something ready. Yeah. To be let go, but it wishes to be acknowledged first. Acknowledgement is what it is looking for. There was, there's a brilliant, I am going to have to put my glasses back on. <laughs> there is a brilliant quote that I just, uh, that I came across um, not so long ago. And I'm a great one for writing these things, literally writing these things. <laughs> um, as traumatized children, we always dreamed that someone would come and save us. We never dreamed that it would, in fact, be ourselves as adults. Alice Little. Absolutely. You know, we talked at the top of the hour about, you know, mythical dragons and, and all of that. And, and for, for me, they are such a reality. You know, um, my mythical world is just another dimension. It is entirely real. Just because we don't see it on this plane doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And for me, most certainly my healing and my transition and my redirection would always be going into the metaphysical, into the mythical, because there I saw my reality. There I saw my truth, because there was nothing on this plane to represent it, but there was uh, in these, uh, on these other planes. How have you found your dragon discovery? It was, some, it was 2009. And I suddenly had the thought <clears throat> one day, hmm, what happens if a particular mythical being crops up in a meditation or sort of something? You know, an animal. Yeah, there's animal guides mm -hmm. that you can read what an animal appearing to you can mean. And obviously we're aware of the angels, the archangels, and, and many other things. But the mythical beings. And I got books and I researched on the internet and there was nothing anywhere about what could the energy of that particular mythical being be. For an individual, why would that being appear? And I was thinking about it one day and, the, and I think I was driving along at the time and the words were in my head, you're doing it. <laughs> uh, Thanks. <laughs> right. Okay. So having got a couple of books about mythical beings, I would sort of pick the book up and I'd open the page and I'd read about a particular mythical being. And there could be a word, there's usually a word within whatever was written about the being that would spark a message. And so pen and paper, um, no sitting at a computer and doing this. It was pen and paper. So pen and paper and I would sit and write. And the messages were coming through. Mm. You know, the guidance from the mythical beings. Amongst those mythical beings being the dragons. Um, there are a couple that really stick out to me. Um, they, they really do. And the dragons was one of them. One of the things all the beings had said to me was, Please do not share our myth and legend. So many of them have been distorted. Mm, yeah. And they've yeah. been, you know, they didn't say this, but they've been distorted to create fear. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. And but okay. The, the human's favorite pastime. <laughs> but, yeah, but fear is about control. Yes. 
And of course, we've become so good at fear yeah. that it is so easy to control us with fear mm-hmm. when we can let go of the fear. But the dragon said to me, there is a part, there is an aspect of our myth and legend that is true. We do guard over a treasure. You all have a guardian dragon and you are your dragon's treasure. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was so beautiful. Why do we always look to external for treasure? What is gold? It's very pretty, right? And it can make beautiful jewelry and everything else. But we, as human beings, have kind of missed the entire point that we are the treasure we seek. We are the abundance we seek. We are the peace and the love that we seek. And that if we are filled with this, we are enough. And everything external is just a matter of your survival, your pleasure, but not a necessity for you to survive because it all lies within us. The glitter is within. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's why I keep coughing up little pieces of glitter. <laughs> the other one that really stuck out to me, I was working with uh, adults with learning difficulties at the time, and I would sort of just do a bit of res- respite care for them so that their main carers got a little bit of time off. And this particular young man, were, I wanted to go to the cinema every month. Oh, his choice of th- films definitely was not my choice, choice of films. <laughs> Horror movies do nothing for me. Mm-hmm. I would not watch them. And he chose this particular month to go and see a film called Man Wolf. And I thought, oh, I probably could have written the script except for the fact I never would. You're right. <laughs> and, and I hadn't actually connected with the werewolf at that time. I knew the werewolf was one of them being that I was going to be connecting with, but I hadn't at that point. And so there came to a particular scene in the film and I thought, I can't watch this. I know exactly what is going to happen. It was just so obvious. <laughs> it wouldn't have been a good script if it hadn't been. No. Um, and so I closed my eyes and I thought, I really, can't, I really can't be doing with this. And I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to call on the werewolf. I'm not joking. The sense of peace and calm that descended on me was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. And I became aware I've actually worked with wolves physically. I was a trainee handler at the UK Wolf Conservation Trust uh, for a very short period of time and worked with some wolves, um, North American timber wolves, Kodiak, Kenai, uh, Juma, and Dakota, and some Europeans, the red wolves. Uh, Alba, the Tear and Lunker. They were the seven that I knew. And three, three at that time had passed. And I was aware of Kodiak, Kina and Alba with me. And the message started coming through and it was just like, excuse me, I haven't got pen and paper. Um, and I couldn't see to do it even if I had. <laughs> Can we wait till tomorrow when I can sit quietly? (laughs) 
Because they have no sense of time. There is no time in that world to know. I'm cold on the werewolf. So yeah, yeah, exactly. You must be ready. Absolutely. So it was just like in the following day, but I was getting the sense of the message anyway, and especially knowing that I've got the wolves with me. And, and I can feel them now as I'm talking about them. And so the following day when I sat down, and part of the message was, we have given you all your own guardian wolf. Mm. You are one with your wolf. And of course, where is the old English word for man? Where wolf, man, wolf. Mm. One with your wolf. Mm. We can't be separated because we are one and the same. We are part of the whole. That brings me to the wonderful book, uh, Philip Pullman, uh, Northern Lights movie in, uh, known as Cold and Compass and now known as Dark Materials. And you know that the, the children grow up with their soul um, on the outside and it can change uh, to whatever you know it wants to. And then when they hit puberty, it becomes a reflection of who they are. And when I read this uh, at the Millennial, it was... Oh God, I would love, 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 love to have my soul on the outside to talk back to me instead of having to decipher what you think they're saying because the head's in the way. And I just thought it was just so beautiful interpretation of it. And um, it, a lot of people are the, you know, the, the earth grounded animals. I am actually a, a phoenix eagle. And the phoenix, because I'm always combusting, because <laughs> you know, I bring about disruption for clarity, you know, to clear. And, and the eagle, because I'm, uh, my energy level is turned upside down. So I'm a cosmic being. Um, and so it's always about looking over and seeing it from a different perspective. And I think if we embrace that other animal that is within us and understand we are one and, and learn its traits, we will actually understand it's a gift to us and how to see things. Um, stop being so linear. Stop being so human. This is just the vessel you're in. The human body is a vessel you're in. Allow the spirit to come in in whichever way it wants to, to come in, in whichever disguise. It's not evil. It's not going to be you know, taking you over. It is there to guide you. And if we can be in tuned with them, we would not feel so alone. Yeah. yeah. And it makes me wonder because I, I have so few memories of my early years. You know, really don't. my sisters talk about things. And I think, and my mum, well, when dad was alive as well, and it was just like, I don't remember any of that. Mm. I just don't remember any of it. Why would I wish to remember feeling so hurt? Right. So alone feeling yeah. so unwanted why why would i wish to feel to remember any of that you know a friend recently said oh i'm sort of reading diaries and remembering things from travel I said, why would i have wanted to have remembered my childhood mm -hmm. and he just looked at me and he said okay good point the thing is to be able to look at it without feeling emotionally entwined with it is where we want it is what happened to us it is what molds us it is the experience that propels us forward, good or bad. But what we want people to do is tap into the emotion of the moment, but don't get caught up in emo being emotional. And trauma is an emotion that hasn't been released. 
And yeah. if we can look at what happened to us and go, that happened to us. Oh, don't, you know, don't you feel this and that about it? You know what? I wish, I wish it hadn't happened. That would have been very nice not for it to happen, but I'm not going to feed the pain. I'm not going to feed the trauma because that will only dampen me down now. It, it is, instead I look at it and go, I got through that. Despite what happened to me, I got through that. You know, did I walk into it? Um, maybe I did. So now I know don't put yourself in that position. Um, did I get through it? I did. Bravo. Look how strong you are. Don't go back there. Acknowledge it. It happened. D don't go la, 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 la. Right? But yeah. don't give it the permission to have your pain because that's being a victim. And our choice to be a victim is up to us. We can be victimized. But the choice to be a victim is up to us. Absolutely. And I think, I don't know, literally while you were sort of speaking, the thought came that maybe, just maybe, the shutting off of the memories was a protection. Yeah. Because I suppose, actually, if you go too deep into that, that could real, lead to real depression. Yeah. And maybe I wasn't meant to be depressed. You know, I've, I believe we choose our experiences because if I hadn't gone through what I've gone through, the way I went through it, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yes. Having connected with my inner child, having supported her at several different ages mm. and right up to one recently in my mid to late 30s, because your younger self is you of this morning, especially as the time, the time it is today in, in England. Um, but it's, you know, you of today, you know, even a minute ago, that's your younger self. Yeah. And so it is about that support of self. Mm -hmm. it doesn't have, I, I talk a lot about inner child, but it isn't just about the very early years. No. You no. know, things happen to people at many different ages. I was watching, um, uh, uh, oh. oh, it's about the families, the families, lost ones, lost families, what do they call it? Long lost families. People who've been adopted. Oh, all right, right. I People. don't know that one. Yeah. Oh, well, they they do it. They do it in the states. They do it in Australia, and they do it here in the in the UK. Um, and I'm sure they probably do that in other countries where people who've been adopted, they or parents who've given their children up for adoption, they contact um, the television program, and they see if they can find that missing mm. family. Sometimes it happens with missing brothers and sisters. It, it can happen, and um, yeah, so, and it's about that finding. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. And, and listening to that, and those, those people have been traumatized at very young ages. Without knowing it. How many people don't know where the trauma comes from? Oh, exactly. That, you know, they, they get triggered by some, why do I feel this way? What are you being emotional about? That didn't happen to you, or that's not happening to you. Yet you are emotionally shattered by it, and you don't know why. Suppressed yeah. memory. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So the, the, there's just so much out there, but in here. But, and it's allowing yourself to connect with yourself. 
And if you feel an apology is required, apologize. Yes. If you feel forgiveness is required, forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of all of those things. But I see my life as being a gift. I wouldn't change a single thing. Nope. Because I wouldn't be who I am, where I am, having achieved all that I have and finding myself if I hadn't gone through all of that and now being able to support others. Exactly. That's what it's all about. That's what self-discovery is all about. Discover what your instrument is. Yeah. Right, play that instrument so you can join the orchestra of life. It is looking at every single thing that has made you spiritually, humanely, past life, you know, cellular, everything, because everything makes you up. And the decision to what you're going to feed, and the the also the permission to release past yeah. lives, past pains, past traumas, to release them, also to release anger or regret or uh, resentment towards someone because we we then step into judgmental and judgmental can lead us to hate and we knew that that is all consuming and has no vision whatsoever and then that leads to actions that you can't come back from and so we owe it to ourselves to go through that cellular level of, of cleansing, of releasing, of allowing, just so we can step into ourselves on, on every level and be as whole as we need to be. Oh, absolutely. And if, to be, not being funny, but if I can do it, yeah, anybody can do it. We've because all got a gift, right? We've all got a gift. My insecurities. Yeah were horrendous. Yes. Oh, yeah. you know, and my heart goes out to two ex-husbands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I say one, I know <coughs> my first ex-husband, bless him, has passed now. Um, and uh, that was very strange how I found out about it. And I was the one who ended up by telling him his sister six years after it had happened. Um, but then that was, that's, that's another story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but with both of them, my insecurities led me into marriages I should never have had. Uh-huh. But I mean they've they done that. Part, they were part and parcel of you? my life story. Exactly. Exactly. And I took those back and said, right, they didn't happen. I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't have got to being where I was to meet them, etc., etc., etc. So many different things. One little thing can have one huge knock-on effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, m- even my own children have said to me, you know, why did you marry dad? You two are so unsuited. And, and my, my simple answer was this, was to have you three children. He was the chosen father. Whether I chose him, somebody else chosen for him, it was to have you three. But it was also a lesson for me in becoming because I completely and utterly lost myself in that marriage totally bending into a pretzel to please and be everything that everybody wanted me to be. And never in a month of Sundays would have I reached that goal because it was unreasonable. And it became about control. And I completely lost myself for at least eight years 
uh, on the surface, everybody saw this internally. I was shut into a cave somewhere and it was that journey back. And then I, I remember asking for a divorce and he, you know, I'd gone for a woman who had, who had used a pendulum to clear some past lives and release me. And he actually blamed her for losing the control over me. And, you know, I've, I've said to him that every time he had an argument, I used to say, take it up with your mirror. It's the only one that's interested. But I will take ownership that I gave him the boots to verbally uh, abuse me with because I had no self-value, no self-esteem. I had no self-worth. And until I stepped into my own worthiness, until I stepped into my own self-love, um, he treated me the way I was treating myself. So I have to take the onus of that as he has to take the onus for his actions too. And so, you know, we're, we're friendly today. We both walked our daughter down the aisle. We see each other now and again at family functions, uh, you know, and know his, his now girlfriend and no resentment. You know, it, it, what, it is what it was, but it was a lesson for me to learn that I think was more than just this lifetime's lesson. I think it was an accumulation of lifetime lessons that I had to learn in this one period oh. yeah um, and yes you can find yourself where you shouldn't be yes <laughs> you, and you suddenly realize do you know what i shouldn't be here right i've put myself here i've allowed it to happen to myself but now it's time for me to take the control but of course the way we're brought up doesn't give us no that okay to take that control right yes i mean also what is control we know that actually we have very little control all we have is choices you know we can choose to react this way or that way we can choose to walk this path or that path do we have control of what happens to us in the next moment no we don't all we have to do is, is, is respond to it, not react to it, but respond to it and have enough, you know, in our backpack of, of wise knowledge to know what to do when we're faced with it. Because what control, what control do we have in the world right now? Right? We've been asked three simple things. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stay at home. And yet this pandemic is getting worse the second time around than it was the first because of people saying it's still a hoax and denying it. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this. And so their actions is what's keeping it going. This is a time for us all to step up and take responsibility for our own actions, for our own inner child, for our own inner dysfunction. And say, you know what, I have been a contributor to, to the dysfunction of the world, but I also can be a solutioner by solving my own problems and then stepping into my own beautiful abundance and bringing that abundance to the world because that's what it needs. So it's a wonderful time for self-discovery, a wonderful time for it, if we're willing to take that journey. And it's not just self-discovery, it's mm. the discovery, as you and I have found when we've met just very recently yeah. via LinkedIn, I think it was. Yes. Um, and discovering that actually we're not alone. No, we're not. There are so many people who are starting their journey, have just started their journey, are a little bit further along their journey. None of us are at the end of our journey. I'm not at the end of nope. my journey. If I'm older a, than you and I'm not. 
I'm not at the end of my journey because I'm still here. Yes. Pay attention to now. It's about, you know, and there's still more to go on for me, I'm right. sure. The layers of the onion. Yes. It's that yep. one bit at a time. Yeah. And there's a very good chance you think you've got to the end of that onion and another onion will appear. But <laughs> Yes, another shoot comes out. Oh, it's been growing and I didn't notice, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's, it's we can do it. Mm. It's all that, the support to help us to do it is out there. It's how to find that support. And I suppose this is what programs like yours, programs yep. like mine, all do. Yes. They're there to help support yes. people with their journey. Mm -hmm. And whether it's me, whether it's somebody else that I've shared and interviewed that you go to, it doesn't matter. No, it's who you connect it, with. It is finding that person that resonates with yes. you. Yes. And on the point of resonation, I don't know how long we've been going. No, I don't, I don't care. We're going to go for as long as we fun. need to. But I, do, I do want you to do some tuning up for us today before you go. We all need a little toning, darling. <laughs> I'm happy to do some toning. I'm also happy to do some soul language. <laughs> yes, all of it. Pour it on us. We, we need it, every single one of us. But before you do that, though, just to your point of... You know, I've got 2,500 plus shows here of people, each one of them who have stepped into their meaningful purpose and each one of them are here now to help others on their own journey. And the thing is, is one of the things we've got to do is participate in our own lives. The answers are out there. The people are out there. Uh, they're all willing and able to help you. But if you don't participate in your own life, how are you going to know who's there for you to help you? So again, it's your choice. Step up. And look for the people that you can resonate with that will open those heart, soul, and spirit doors for you. And now. And it is very much about what can you do for yeah. you. Yes. That, that was, that was a, also a, an exceptionally important part of my journey. I remember having got out of my second marriage, having bought my little home, and... Being there, I think I was just sat on the top of the stairs one day and making a fast with one of my cats. And it was just like, what can I do for me? And I thought, well, learning massage isn't going to be a lot. <laughs> I could take the arms off, yeah. <laughs> like, That's not going to work. And so it was just, but I'd asked that question. By asking the question, mm -hmm. I opened it out there. Yeah. And a friend and I went along to a, a holistic fair. And one of the first people I saw when I went in there and she was sharing information about a technique called metamorphic technique, also information about um, an angel day. Mm -hmm. And she was a Reiki master. And she said to me, oh, the first person you treat with Reiki when you learn it is yourself. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Elaine was running the Reiki day. She also taught Reiki and taught metamorphic technique. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up by going to the angel day. Elaine became my Reiki master. And I was only going to do level one because <laughs> it's about me. It's yeah. not about anybody else. Right. It's about what can I do to support me. It was about the Reiki I brought 
to myself. Yes. First and foremost. And it was nine months later, I said to her, and I went to Reiki days and Reiki shares and all sorts. And I said to her, I think I'd actually like to do my level two. She said, okay. She's one of these people. If you're not ready, she will not let you. Right. But it's usually six months between one and two. And I did my level two and I knew the instant I'd done my two, I would go on and do my master's and eventually teach. I just knew it. And that was in the February I did my level two. In the October, and there's always a year between, in the October I said to her, I would like to do my master's um, when, you know, in, in February. She said, yes, that's fine. And I looked at, this is October. Mm-hmm. And I said, you think I'll be ready? She said, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I had worked on me. Yes. Yes. It was How about, can you help anyone else until you help yourself? You can't. It was, it was about my growth. My yeah. She was the one that introduced me to toning. Mm-hmm. There's always a mentor there, always somebody there that's going to open a door for you that suddenly it becomes an epiphany. This is my instrument, right? And, and, but it's, it always happens in the right time too, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, by, you know, the door of opening of the podcasting, it's, um, I hadn't ever done it. I didn't even know what podcasting was at the time. Come and join my network. It was live. Boy, that was a lesson. <laughs> 13 months of life. Oh, you know? <laughs> definitely a good lesson good training ground and then it was like no no I I have to do this there's more voices that have to be heard and I started my own had you told me that that's where I was going to be and eight years later where I'm going to be I wouldn't have believed you oh no no never happened and here I am and you know still very much riding this wave and that's the thing is allow right allow don't you know don't dictate don't don't demand Allow, take each step in wonderment, in exploration, and allow, and you will be led to where you need to be, doing what you need to be doing. Be open and allow. And feel free to ask. Yes. You may may not receive exactly what you ask for, Mm -hmm. but you are always going to receive exactly what is right when it is right. Yes. And that is, you know, and the answer is never no. It is yes, not now, or I have something better for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've realized, you know, I had, I had some visions of, of A, Bs and Cs that I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And then, you know, after the years of doing it, I realized I'm a cottage industry, not meant to be anything more. I'm a plodder. And, you know, uh, I was talking about Mr. Plod, which, of course, you will understand, which is the the policemen that used to walk the streets that were called Mr. Plod because they plodded around it. And I realized I always was a rusher before, rush into something, you know, rush into doing it. And now I've become the plodder. And, um, you know, this orchard of wisdom that I have here, you know, ready for the clicking has got some solid trees in it and solid fruits and everything in it. And that's okay to be, be the plodder. But if you told me eight years ago, I'd be the plodder. Um, no, I was in too much of a hurry for anything. So, you know, the, what we learn about ourselves along the way, what we learn about what we're here to do and what we learn about 
how far we can go when we can take that journey is all in 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 the discovery of the now and allowing the now to happen instead of always living in the future oh i was always somebody who wanted something yesterday yeah because i never expected it to last yeah. and so that that was that was the thing it was like the sooner i could have it but actually it would never last because i didn't expect it to last i didn't because because of what happened as a baby you know the love of my parents didn't last the having of my little sister didn't last yeah yeah you know, and so my ex those experiences left me with you know right somebody loves me i'll marry them it won't last so you know right. just make the most of it while it's there right you know and my heart goes out to both my ex-husbands you know but i actually also believe they agreed yes what happened they had a lesson to learn as well yes right? it, it wasn't it, just you no it wasn't just me so um but that yeah that's 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 all that's all part of i'm i'm not here to tell people what to believe this is just how i feel this is what feels right to me and you can't when you feel right it goes to your core and you can't argue yes. with your core your core knows the truth and it was not let you do anything you are not meant to do it will no. not let you go off on a tangent you know no. you are here you're in your sole purpose now and you've got to plod <laughs> you know <laughs> and that's fine that is absolutely fine i'm here to touch whatever lives i touch right and providing i touch those lives and I achieve what I set up, what, what my soul has set up to yes. achieve. Yes, yes. That's fine. <laughs> yes. And, and that's the thing. That's what I said about the control. We don't have any, any control of who we impact. All we do is inspire and share you know, our abundance, our enrichment, and hope that, it, you know, that somebody else soaks it up. But we have no control. You know, people, how many people listen to your shows? I said, all those that are ready to listen. Yes, exactly. Right? You know, these shows are over an hour. It's people who are really wanting the knowledge. People who are really ready to immerse themselves in and soak it up and take something and apply it to themselves. Not people looking for the quick fix or the quick stimulation. And that's the thing is when we get to our age, we've been through all of that and we realize slow and steady as she goes, right? You know, one foot in front of the other, we will get there. We do not have to run. And there's times for dancing and running, but it's not, you know, in this type of progression. And the healing journey is about a quick fix pill. Right. That's a Band-Aid. Oh, it, 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 just, it just isn't about that. No, it so, isn't at all. It, it, it is just something to smother what really you need to deal with. And, you know, if you keep getting things manifesting, headaches and sore throats and this and that, there's all an indication of something that needs to come out or be dealt with. And you've tried all the other things and it doesn't work. Well, isn't it time to try something different? Something that you might think is completely and utterly bizarre. What have you got to lose? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I love working with skeptics when it comes to the, the toning. Mm. I really do in the vocal Reiki. Because I've had people sit on a chair and affairs and events, it's just like, yeah, right. Oh, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's and, the point and, of on it. On that note, I suppose, note being the right word. <laughs> right, exactly. 
exactly. Yes. Would you like a demonstration? I would love a demonstration. Let's leave our audience with some, you know, wonderful immersement of, uh, of your gift. Okay. May I suggest, please, that um, everybody that's listening, where, whenever and wherever you're yeah. listening, you have roots in the soles of your feet. Let those roots go down into Mother Earth, deep into Mother Earth, anchoring into Mother Earth. And Mother Earth is sending her love and her protection up through your roots, into your feet, up into your legs, up into your whole body, totally surrounding and protecting you. This is not about what you hear. It is about what you feel. to open your eyes feel free to do so Sarah how did that feel really calming definitely calming and it's actually interesting because the first part almost sounded like an old-fashioned radio you know with the trying to not get the signal but you know like it coming in that way and it's 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 interesting where your mind takes you because your mind wants to identify the noise Right, it wants to put it in something, and but when you just uh, allow it just to come in, uh, you know, especially is the fact that you, you, you break it up, you do it, and then break it up, and it's like, well, is there, a, is there a problem with the recording? No, I don't know how you do that, but you come out, break it up, <laughs> and it, it's kind of that, um, almost that interruption that we need inside of us, you know, to break it up, which is what we need right now. We need to break up the old in order to release it so the new can come in. Yeah, absolutely. And something that people can try for themselves is the, the, the really powerful aspect that I work with is working with people's name. Mm. 
the name you were called as a child. And the reason I say that is because I know there are lots of people out there who have changed their name. Mm -hmm. Then it might be a slight variation of their name. So, um, yeah, sort of, okay, um, I've got two sisters. Um, they were christened Catherine and Jacqueline, but they've always been Katie and Jackie. Right. But uh, unless we were in trouble and then it was full name. <laughs> yes. but, you know, so, so if you've been Kathy or Catherine or Katie and you've then changed it because you haven't liked it, but you've changed it to a different aspect, that is it. I changed my name as a child. I was christened Sarah Jane. No hyphen, but I was Jane as a baby. Mm. So Jane had all that horrible stuff happen to her. When I went to my second school, I told, and we'd moved, so we weren't even in the same town. You know, other than family, nobody knew me. I told everyone I was called Sarah. My biggest wake up was the fact the only person who ever rejected me was me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I tone my name, I do a mix of Sarah Jane, Jane, Sarah, and mix it all up. So I'm honoring the whole of me. So if there's anybody out there, and if, if you're not ready to tone it or sing it, then start by speaking it. You're not asking anything of yourself. You're just acknowledging yourself. Right. You're letting yourself know that you acknowledge yourself, who you are. When I do it, I know that the sound, the tone brings unconditional love and an acknowledgement of who you are. I find it interesting that all my family have second names but me. I'm just Sarah. Uh, you know, it's been a hard uh, life to, to just be Sarah. So, uh, you know, a middle name would have just been thrown me out completely. <laughs> but I felt left out as a child, so I created middle names, you know, which ones I liked. But, um, but yeah, just Sarah, you know, it's just um, that, that one tone there. Um, but, it, but Sarah isn't. It's Sarah. Yeah. It's, so it, it's, it's, a, it's double syllable. It's yeah. something like Jane which is the one syllable that is not, I'm not saying it's not easy to tone, but it's just nice to be able to have the two syllables. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because for some reason, yeah, but the energy is what it is for the individual. Mm -hmm. But you chose to be just Sarah and Sarah, Sarah, Hebrew for princess. Mm -hmm. You're not princess something. You are just princess. Yes. I'm princess Jane. You know right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and who wants to be queen? Far too much responsibility. The princess has so much more fun. <laughs> I've always laughed about this because I was born on the queen's birthday. My maiden name was King. So the only thing missing has been my Prince Charming. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. I can't be given up on those. <laughs> yeah. I was born uh, Sarah North. And um, then when I became married, I became Toe. And then, then it's after, you know, I'm divorced. Why have I still got this name? And when I started doing recordings and things, I changed it to Troy. And, uh, you know, the eight letters, the numerology, which I liked, it was matched. My mum had a dress store called 
Sarah Troy. And so I thought in honor of her. And I feel far more of a Sarah Troy than I ever did in any of the others because it was a name I chose. Yeah, no. So, and I, I don't use surname. Um, I've mm. had three of them. You know, right. So, so. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe, yes. <laughs> it's just like, so, yes, obviously for official paperwork, I have to have it. Yes. But for my work, it's about being the whole of me. It's about Sarah Jane. Yeah. Um, I don't mind people, the people call me Sarah. Sometimes somebody will call me Jane and it's just like, nobody, nobody knows me as Jane. Right. If, if that's how it feels for somebody, that's, and some call me Sarah Jane. It doesn't matter. Yes, I will say I'll, I'll respond to anything as long as it's not bitch. Because, you know, it's as Sarah, you know, when I was in South Africa, I was Sarah, I was Zara. Um, my sister called me Sezi. You know, I've had so many different variations of my name and it's, it's four letters. At one stage I got a little bit fed up with it. And I said, look, and my, uh, people would shorten it to Sarah. Yeah, no, I don't like Sarah. I hate that. <laughs> yes. And I remember saying to my sister once, if you're going to call me anything, call me Ra, which of course is the sun god. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, for a while I was actually Ra. Um, because if they're going to shorten it, because I hate Sarah, I, I just no, 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 no warmth there. There, no, I don't. I've not been ever been called Sarah. Been called Snorf, where they put S right. together, and of course my sister Sezi. Um, but again, Sarah, Sierra, you know, all of those type of things. But um, you know, and I can introduce my name as Sarah and, or be Hello Sarah, and it doesn't matter. You know, the you know, as I said, as long as it's not derogatory, I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, I think it's kind of owning your name is like owning you as 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 the identity that you are in this you know in this time and place, and it kind of gives your spirit something to direct to it, doesn't it? Yeah, and what I find is actually that when I'm when it comes to toning someone's name, it is really really important for the pronunciation to be right. Yes. For, yes. for, for me and and um actually just over a week ago i got invited to give uh, a talk to a load of doctors in um india via the internet and which is lovely but of course they actually all wanted to experience their name being toned <laughs> and it was then trying to get my head and my tongue wrapped around uh, yes and the right pronunciation mm -hmm. of their name so that they got the true energies. Yes, yes. Of what it was bringing. Um, I'm very lucky. I can roll my R's, and I know there are people who can't. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was doing a talk one time, and the, the one of the people said, "You know, put their hand up and said, yes, please. I'd like to have my name done.'" Um, and she said, "Oh, it's it's Veronica." And I said, "Your accent. It shouldn't be. How should it be said?" And she said, "Veronica." because the V is the B, mm. it was more like a B, etc. and then the rolled R's. And so I said, okay, fine, that is what I am going to do. It wouldn't have done anything yeah. for her as right. Veronica. Yeah. It was really important, and that is something I had had to learn. Mm -hmm. um, it's, and, of course, it's not easy when, when you're doing it by the internet and, you're, and there's inter distortion and you're trying to hear a strange name to us mm. in India. Not, yes yes it is um but it's really important i've had people say oh no here they call me i said no what are you what are you called at home what is your name yes and, and let me let me do that 
for you. Yeah. And that is really important. Yes. Um, and, I, and I don't know, because I appreciate that, that if I do your name, which I'm happy to do, just gives people a little sense of mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> you won't get a no from me. <laughs> but most presenters are actually, oh, yes, great, I get to receive it. <laughs> I hope what it does is give people the chance to say, okay, fine, build up my confidence and I can do this for me. Mm -hmm. I would say try the toning yourself. Just yeah. open your mouth and allow the sound to come out. Mm -hmm. You haven't got to hold your breath as long as I do. Just go with what's comfortable. Take a breath and, and carry on. That is the important thing, is be comfortable with what you're doing. As your confidence grows, then and I tend to wait till the house is empty to do mine. <laughs> because I like to give it some real welly and allow it yeah. to be good and strong. Um, not just at all, oh, I better keep my voice down. <laughs> that gives the true energy out. Um, so, Sarah, if you'd like to just relax, eyes closed. And those of you listening, you may still get some energy from the tone anyway. And, and really interesting because I consider everything I do is either infinity or round and it felt what you were doing was round it wasn't shoot out it was round and at the end I saw a beautiful star so thank you thank you very much that was lovely lovely it felt like a it felt like a wonderful warm hug good because yes offering that unconditional love and I don't know who I'm channeling Mm -hmm. Sometimes people, when they've experienced it at fairs and events, etc., will say, oh, because I just do little tasters. Yes. And sometimes, oh, that sounded like my mother. And I said, in which case it probably was. Yes, yes. Um, you know, or it sounded like, or, or whatever. And it was just like, or, or there was a memory that came through, or, or something. You know, it, it's different for everybody. Um, and that's obviously experiencing it from from me as in through me right exactly um, and there are people that do this i don't know whether there are people that do it quite as much as i do probably and i just haven't managed to connect with them yet <laughs> right exactly exactly um, and and when it's time you will yeah absolutely and it, it's 
It's just knowing that there are these different methods, different ways, different techniques that we can support ourselves. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the important thing to me. So having said that, what are you offering people other than this? And how do people find you? Okay, well, other than vocal Reiki and messages from many mythical beings, um, and the vocal Reiki is vocalreiki.com. It's, it's that simple. The mythical beings is actually our magical friends. Um, I referred to them as magical to start with. And of course, the website was already set up. And I now refer to them very much as mythical beings um, rather than the magical. And that's ourmagicalfriends.com. I also run Gift of Healing TV. And I've been running that for nearly six years. Mm -hmm. And that's interviews with practitioners, um, therapists, different techniques, but also sharing meditations and exercises. Um, and we, I've also started, I also started um, Thoughtful Nuggets and Pearls, which are just short inspirational videos of, of thoughts Mm -hmm. my thoughts mostly occasionally I'll have a guest on those and then very recently connected with a lady called Anolia and we've been to doing today's conversation they are all on giftofhealingtv.com it's 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 that simple yes I offer little tasters of bits and pieces but the messages all the messages all the videos give them our magical friends that's got meditations on meditation to connect with your guardian dragon that is absolutely the video that has had the greatest number of hits i think the last time i looked it was about fourteen thousand. wow the, the people's love of dragons mm -hmm. is absolutely the connection with dragons the dragons bring me a message every month as does a mythical being bring me a message every month so on the blog it's i think it's messages and wisdom on our magical our magical friends website and i now i record those i don't have to sit and write them <laughs> i record them and then have to transcribe them <laughs> there's a program for that <laughs> i still have to type them up um but and i'm, and I'm no typist but <laughs> so, but it, it you know but there's, there's there, there is an audio for those as well Mm -hmm. Now, there wasn't in the beginning, um, but all the messages are up there from the very beginning um, when I started working with them. So there are messages there. There's, there's blog posts on the Vocal Reiki and on the Gift of Healing TV. With Gift of Healing TV, I encourage my guests to, to share in a blog as well. Not everybody does. That's their yeah. choice. Yeah. The offer is there, but their videos are all up there. The interviews are all up there. As, as you share, so I share. It is mm -hmm. about what's out there. Yes. You know, vocal yes. Is about me. You know, that is absolutely about me. But it isn't about me. Yes. It's, it's your I, instrument. It, it is my, yes, it's my instrument, my tool, my whatever you want to call it. Yes. It, it is, that is what I bring. I don't do any of this because it, Oh, yeah, can I get famous or anything? It's not about that. No. It is about the energies and supporting whoever feels to right to connect to me to take that next step on their journey. 
You know, the name of the show is called Igniting Your Heart and Soul, and that's exactly what you're doing. It is. And to that end, sharing a short soul language message, which people will not, are highly unlikely to understand. Maybe there are a few out there who somehow manage to translate it. But our mind can't get in the way. Right, yes. And misinterpret what is being said. Our heart, which is our connection to our soul, and our soul is our connection to source. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are not disconnected, we are connected. And the heart and soul will understand this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you feel like closing your eyes, then please do. May tere mushta a kareya monta aneshtia moko. Larea ana o stioya a painaika. Nore anta areeshta inia. Tuma a ka e ikola. Yamantara e ola lale eki maete. Pore anche e ore alai kamante oria. Pere ai kumoreaka. Timnaiko e alare oi chaika. Piare ai yokiala taste yomukute. Mailare oche, kare oche, moe cheite, mare cho, lare komea. Namaste. Oh, the galactic speak, the, the speaking language. Oh, that took me right back to my beginning when I first came to this planet. I stepped right into the being that I was. It was music to her ears, most certainly. So she definitely got the message. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And as as you've just said, that message could be that it's more about to our younger self, our inner self, Mm. rather than necessarily for the self today. And if that supports that younger self, to feel acknowledged and to have a response to to knowing that they are acknowledged and that healing Mm -hmm. to build your confidence within yourself for today, then maybe that is what our soul language is about. Yes. Oh, it's a beautiful language. It's our souls and our spirits and our hearts for so long have been ignored Mm. and we cannot as a human race go on without igniting them without listening to them without feeding them without allowing them because we know that our head just has a spinning around you know chasing our tails and without the divine intellect of the soul heart and spirit how do we know how to move forward how we how do we know what what wisdom is 
because this is just knowledge and it serves us not at all until we step into the wisdom of it. Yeah. So a beautiful journey. I'm so glad that you, A, we connected. And of course you're on LinkedIn too, under your name, Sarah Jane. Yes. Yes, right. absolutely. So just go through all of your websites again, please, love. Okay. Um, vocalreiki.com, ourmagicalfriends.com, and gift of healing tv.com there are no hyphens it's all just straight.com <laughs> right nice and easy and you know this this is the time to explore you know go in and listen to some on the tv and look at the vocal um reiki site look at the mythical site you'll be astounded of what you connect to that you never thought gosh i connected to that how come it's been wanting to speak to you for so long but you'd shut it down or you hadn't opened it up so yeah yeah let us free there are soul language messages mm. on vocalreiki.com and there are sound baths on there as well Wonderful. so um do go and the soul language messages i think is one of the headings and i think the other what the the sound bars comes under videos i think right. um, i can never remember <laughs> I my own websites and i still can't remember what's up with <laughs> explore folks and discover for yourself and immerse yourself into it and and embrace the experience you know don't go in with with an agenda just you know go in with the intent to allow and what you will come out with each time you go into will be different, but each time it will open something else up for you. So you have to be willing to explore because without that exploration, how are you going to understand? How are you going to release? How are you going to allow? How are you going to step into you? Absolutely. And what I would also say is it doesn't matter how old something is. No. Because or how old you are. Yes, absolutely. What's <laughs> <laughs> the point is, the age of it is like, oh, no, it's only worth listening to the stuff that's brand new. No. No, because we are all at different levels. We're yes. all at different places along our journey. And this is what I try to get through to people. And I'm sorry if that sounds hard, but when you are ready, you will find exactly what is right for you. And it doesn't matter how old it is. It's when it is ready to speak to you. You know, conversations with God, which is which are books that have really, yeah, have been amazing. You're not going to read them because of how long ago they were first put into right. print. Yeah, you know, if they speak to you, if it feels right to read them, whatever the book is, it doesn't matter how long ago it was first published. It doesn't matter how long ago that very those very first messages from our mythical friends. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how old they are. If you have packs of oracle cards, yeah, are you gonna? Are you expecting them to be rewritten every year and get a brand new pack every year? No, it doesn't matter how old they are. The card you pull, bang! How many times do you think, boy, that has hit the spot? Yeah, exactly. Do that. Doesn't yeah. matter how old. It will touch you in the right way when you are meant to find it. Right. No matter how old it is. And, nope, and, and as far as I'm concerned, wisdom has no age. Exactly. You know, knowledge is knowledge to be applied when the time is right. But um, just because something happened yesterday or eons ago 
doesn't mean it's not applicable to today. So also understand in the spirit world, there is no time. Yes, exactly. It's a human concept. It's not a spiritual concept. So the messaging you're getting is the messaging you need in your now. Whether it, yeah. it came from an old source or a new source, it's what you need to hear right now. So allow yourself to be driven to something because that's what you need to hear. Yeah, well, yeah one of, I've had a, a guest that I was on right near the clo- beginning of the programs when I was starting doing Gift of Healing TV. I said, oh, I hadn't, oh, oh, that's so old now. And I said, yes, but it will be perfect for the person who finds it when they yes. find it. Yes. And you will be in exactly the right place for them, although you've moved on for them from that initial interview. Right, exactly. Good it's wisdom cool. does not die. No, it doesn't. And, and it will be perfect, and you will be in the perfect place. Because it doesn't matter that that was five years ago, and you've grown in that five years, which I hope we all have. Mm-hmm. You are going to be in the perfect place if somebody watches your interview and thinks, oh, yes, that's for me. It's going to be perfect timing. It's the core value. I've gone back and listened to um, shows I did many, many years ago when I've been interviewed. And my message is still the same. I just may deliver it differently. Yeah. I may, you know, add to it or, or uh, see it, you know, from a different perspective. But the core value of what I am saying is there because the core is the core and that is where the truth lies and and we just may say it in a different way but i can listen to all of my shows and there will always be that core signature in every single one of them even though i may be talking about a totally different topic well because my interviews tend to be about what i bring there's always toning (laughs) exactly and we all need tuning up and toning up it's very very important so you know this is go in and just listen you might you might listen to go something no 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 that wasn't for me then click on something else ah yeah this one's for me and pay attention to which one it is because if you stop thinking the message and you start feeling the message then you'll understand why it's there and, yeah. you know, the, just that message right now of, of me going back to who I was when I first came to this planet and the sense of my beingness is, was a, a, a reaffirming uh, of that I have now stepped back into my purpose, even though I had lost my way for a few lifetimes. Yes. You yeah. don't know what the message is going to be, but you can't intellectualize it. It's not an academia. You know, yeah. it is a spiritual message. And if you get out of your way, you will understand what it is. And, and it's just, just enjoy it. Yes. But yes. Just feel it. Yes. It's about feeling things. Yes. Rather than, yeah, rather than the mind. Feel the knowledge. Yeah. Don't think it. When we think it, we overanalyze, we dissect, we talk ourselves out of it or into it. When we feel it, we know what we need to know when we need to know it. Yeah. That's as simple absolutely. as it is. Yeah, Absolutely. This has been wonderful, love. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for all the, the toning and the tuning and the language, but just the, the journey that you've taken to where you are today. Um, that's the, the best teachers are those that have taken the path already. You know, and they're the, the people that are sharing that knowledge and that wisdom and that passion and that conviction and that energy. And we can't come out of this without feeling a beautiful sense of fulfillment, you know, of, of being nurtured. And so thank you for all that wonderful nurturing. And it's been an absolute joy to have you here with us. And, and thank you so much for, for having me and for, for listening and experiencing. 
um, and, and, and enabling me to touch more lives mm -hmm. because that is, that is why I believe I'm here. Exactly. It's why we're, when we understand what our meaningful purpose is, it isn't here to strike lightning. Right? It, it's here to embrace that arm and stretch it out around the world and to let them know they're loved, and that we care, and that kindness and caring and consideration and collaboration is love. And in that love, we are the solution. We are the community. We are the existence that we seek. And yeah. it's you're sharing your love. And in that, we will all be warmed by it. And when applying... It helps us on our own journey of life. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Much appreciated. Until next time, folks. You know, it's all about the exploration. Go and visit all of her sites. Listen to the tuning. What mythical creature are you? Um, how can it guide you? There is so much wonderment here, so much to explore. And you'll be so good that you did with that open mind, with that child's mind. Let your child's mind take you on this journey. It will uplift you. It will guide you. It will show you your own meaningful purpose. And if you already have one, it will empower it even more. But remember, that journey is up to you. We can't walk it for you. We can only present it. So until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.